Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and you are host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 177, How to Know If You're Ready to Run Facebook Ads with Jennifer Spivak. So Jennifer is the creator of an incredible Facebook ads agency, and today she's talking a bit about how to know if you're ready to run Facebook ads, as well as sharing her incredibly powerful story that has led her to create a company for women, run by women, all about helping women make more money. She is super inspirational, and I'm excited to have her here on the show because our values totally align. We both know what happens when women succeed financially. We all change the world. We create incredible movements and ultimately generate so much important change that is long overdue. So I know you're going to love this conversation and get a lot of value from what Jennifer shares, not just about Facebook ads, but about her whole methodology for running her business and the way that she views all of her client interaction. So let's dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Jennifer. I'm so excited to hear more about your story and learn about the world's, uh, world of uh, Facebook ads. I know our audience is very interested in that topic. But most importantly, we want to get to know you. We want to get to know how you created this massive success and this beautiful business. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm excited to be here with you. Yes. So we are new acquaintances. So I'm going to be hearing your story for the first time, just like many of our listeners. So I'd love for you to start there and really just share the story behind all of your success. Yes. So I'm going to take this all the way back to 2010, 2011 uh, to really paint the picture of why I even started this company to begin with and, and really the underlying vision behind everything that we do through the lens of Facebook ads. So um, this was, again, 2010. I was in my early 20s and I found myself in a very physically abusive relationship. Um, you know, I was very lucky and fortunate that that was only about a year of my life terrible, terrifying time nonetheless. But um, I was able to escape and restart my life and and move on um, relatively easily compared to what is the case for a lot of other women. And I started getting involved in domestic violence advocacy work and volunteering with different organizations. And I kept like noticing this crazy juxtaposition of other women are having these insane challenges leaving. And it was, again, all things considering kind of easy for me. This doesn't make sense what's going on here. And I learned after the fact that so much of my experience really had to do with the fact that I had access to money. So it really was just a coincidence that I had, you know, $1,500 in a secret savings account that my abuser did not know about. And it was the thing that allowed me to leave the apartment that we shared, get a new space and really never have to worry about, I want to leave, I'm in danger, but where am I going to go? Like, do I even have a place to stay? And so, you know, the more I sort of explored this concept and topic, I learned that financial abuse is present in 99% of domestic violence situations, meaning that some component of finances, your finances being controlled, you're not not having access to your finances as, you know, a sort of roadblock to leaving is is present in so many of these relationships. And I just thought, oh my God, it really is a life or death 
women having access to money. And so there in that moment, it kind of became my mission and vision and purpose of we've got to put more money into the hands of more women. So many women end up in these situations, whether it's abusive or dangerous or not, having access to money means never having to be beholden to anybody. And so with that as the mission and vision and you know marketing skills that I had that I went to school with, I built a Facebook advertising agency from the ground up that supports primarily women entrepreneurs. We only hire women and we really just have this vision of Facebook ads is the tool, it's the means to putting more money into the hands of more women. Wow, that's such an incredible story. And I have to admit, I've never actually thought about the reasons why people stay in abusive relationships. I never Mm -hmm. thought about the financial contribution to the situation and you know what you're doing with your company and the mission it's just so admirable and you're completely yeah. right you know we talk about money all the time at i hurt my life and about what happens when women make more money but we kind of don't take it further than that so i yeah. love that you're opening my eyes to even more of the power that women having money actually does for themselves and for the world yes amen to that <laughs> Love it. So you mentioned that you had a background in marketing, but what was it about Facebook ads that was like, you know what, I'm going to head down this, this, you know, direction, this road. What was it that kind of piqued your curiosity? Honestly, I think the biggest thing was that at the time when I was first getting into Facebook ads, which was like, you know, 2012, 2013, we were still very much in like the, the age of like social media and engagement and like all of these like kind of fluffy things that businesses were getting excited about, but didn't yet, you know, weren't really able to yet make that connection to how it really drove business and revenue. And suddenly here comes Facebook ads on the scene with like this really direct conversion approach to really see how I'm contributing to the bottom line. And so coming from the social media world, having this vision of, I really want to be able to contribute like and prove that the work that I do is putting more money into women's accounts. Um, Facebook ads just became the, the natural thing to explore because it was, it was easy to directly track and show the results and the revenue that were coming um, directly related to the ads and the content that I was producing. So I'm curious to know, did you train yourself? Like, how did you actually become an expert in this? I 100% trained myself. There really wasn't very much training available at the time. It was still so new. It was like the come up years of of Facebook ads. So um, I'm trying to remember if I like took any, I, I don't know, I probably bought like a, you know, course or two here or there, but really it was very much going into the platform trying things and, you know, working up my skill set over the last 10 to 11 years. And were you in uh, a normal, like a nine to five job while you were building your business? Or how did you fund this, this vision? I've actually never, ever had a regular nine to five job ever in my life. Um, I just kind of skipped over that straight out of college. What I did first um, was a partner with somebody and we basically I was a you know a small part owner I was the managing director and we were building a digital agency from the ground up um so you know it was a little bit of like a regular job like again I really just owned a small percentage of the company but I was running the business I was really getting my hands dirty figuring out what it looks like to run an agency to deliver marketing services 
um, to clients and, you know, got a lot of experience in that space, but it really became like a boys club where all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, like, why are there no other women working here as we've grown? And so um, that's when I left to start my own agency. Amazing. And so where do you think that entrepreneurial spirit comes from for you? That's such a great question. Um, I I don't know other than it's just always been there. Um, I know when I was five years old, I started a business called The Business because I'm very creative. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I know, right? Like, it's just so, so so amazing. Um, And, you know, I would like put on these carnivals in my backyard. And I think my parents were like, oh, my God, like, that's so cute. She's like so little. And I would like make like legitimate money, like a couple hundred dollars because I monetized every single booth. Like, oh, if you want to come in, it's five dollars. If you want to play this game, it's two dollars. If you want like so I was just thinking. I don't know. I just, I've kind of always been like that. I've always had this drive to produce and create. And I love, I just can't imagine not being 100% responsible for like my own life and my own revenue. Like that to me is the greatest, most empowering feeling in the world. Mm, No, I completely agree. And so when you started the agency, um, after the first digital agency that you were a part of, Mm -hmm. was there anything that was challenging for you? Like what were some of the biggest lessons that you learned in the beginning? (laughs) You know, the one thing I really clearly remember is when I was leaving the old agency, I was thinking, you know, there's so much stress and pressure here. And I don't want to do business that way. And it's absolutely coming from outside. It's coming from, you know, my my partner who's the boss. It's coming from the other people. Like, I'm going to do it so differently. And I think it was like day two of running my own business where I was like, oh, okay, so that's from inside of me. Okay, got it. So like this moment of realizing that um, I had to like take 100% ownership for almost creating these like energetic boundaries around whether or not I was going to take on the stress and anxiety and pressure of everything that's going on with my clients. So that was definitely a big thing and and learning how to, um, you know, navigate client relationships and dealing with clients who are putting their business in your hands and, and wanting to produce the most amazing results and having that desire and remaining committed to that while balancing, you know, I can't be in control of and responsible for everything. And if a client isn't happy or isn't getting results, it can't ruin my day. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because as you probably know, we work with all women at I Heart My Life at this point in time. And that's a big thing because women who come to us, they want to be coaches, they want to work in some sort of service based industry. And naturally, they really care about their clients. That's pretty much why they're getting into this work in the first place. And so results are front and center in their mind, on their hearts, you know, in their their mission statements. So how did you personally learn how to set those boundaries? What are some tangible things that you did to really shift out of that space of feeling all of that pressure? Yeah. um, So there's two things. And actually, a coach of mine um, taught me this, which is basically looking at any time a client is unhappy or a client isn't getting results as like, who's to say that that is actually not part of their transformational journey to have this be happening to them so that they can learn something. Not from a place of taking, 
you know, accountability off of me. It would never, ever mean it from that place, but just a different perspective of it isn't necessarily that something so terrible is happening for them, right? Like it actually could be part of their process and journey. And then when I think about that, I think back myself to investments I made that didn't pan out, wasn't the right fit, whatever, and how much I learned from that and thinking, okay, at least I can like not feel so crappy, right? I can feel like at least like they're getting something out of it. So that was um, that's just sometimes a perspective shift that helps me a little bit. But um, as the agency has grown, something that I really focus on is this contextual shift between results delivery and service delivery. And the fact of the matter is, because there are 5 million factors at play in terms of whether or not my clients get results, I can't ever fully own results delivery. It is, it's literally impossible. So in trying to do that, I am setting myself up for failure. So when I shift five degrees over to the right and put all of my energy into service delivery and have that be the end all be all and the metric, which we certainly hope and intend as much as possible leads to results, but that's where my eye is on and that's where my focus is on. It allows me to like kind of put my energy into something that I do have a little bit more control over and it feels a lot more expansive versus like, oh God, oh God, oh God. You know what I mean? Totally. I agree completely. And to your first point, I absolutely love that perspective and I adhere to that as well because when we make a situation about us, it Mm -hmm. actually lessens the transformation that our clients experience, right? So it actually detracts from the value of the situation where maybe they're supposed to pivot. Maybe they're supposed to turn something off. Maybe they're no longer in alignment. Like there could be all these situations where they're meant to grow, but when we take it personally and make it about us, then that just takes away so much value from the actual circumstance. I love that. Yeah. And I love your perspective on service being the main thing that you're focused on. And of course, then we hope that the results come from that. But like you said, Facebook, I mean, in particular, Facebook is always changing things. We're currently in the middle of a launch. And my ad specialist told me she thinks Facebook is punishing us for some ads that were... not approved previously. And now all of our conversions are much higher than they should be. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. It is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I, to be honest with you, I don't envy you because you have a challenging position to deal with Facebook and all their stuff and all these clients. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look it, you know, I speak about this with a lot of other agency owners that I know that we feel like in particular with what we do, there's like an extra level of clients coming in and being like, here, I am putting my entire life in your hands. It better work or I hate you. And it's like, whoa, like that's really intense. Um, And it is hard to navigate. And I do always make sure that myself and my team, you know, really prioritize our mental well-being because it can get intense. But the flip side of it is, like we just had a client who like was able to like, you know, retire from their regular job because we've been able to grow their business through Facebook ads. Like we have clients who, you know, are making all this money and and contributing to causes they care about and changing the world really on a macro level because of the work that we do. So I just really try and stay connected to those stories in, in through the lens of like, I know that that's what's possible. I still believe in this platform so much even with, you know, all of the issues and challenges that can come with it. Love it. So I know that today we wanted to talk a bit about some of the foundational things that have to be in place for Facebook ads to actually work and for someone to say, hey, I'm going to move full speed ahead with this. So can you talk to us a little bit about those requirements? 
Absolutely. So, you know, the, the biggest thing um, that I feel like has come up very consistently in my line of work over the last 10 years is, you know, people saying, well, my Facebook ads didn't work, or I don't trust Facebook ads, um, or, you know, something was wrong with, with my ads manager, like my launch didn't go so well. And I've been inside of so many different campaigns for so many different businesses that I have like literal data essentially to prove that at the end of the day, the ads there, it's a marketing channel. Like that's, that sounds like maybe it should be obvious, but I think for some reason people have built up Facebook ads as like this magical thing that is going to fix their business, bring in all new clients, but it is just a channel. So all of the marketing 101, all of the sort of non-sexy foundational things must be perfectly dialed in, in order for Facebook to actually grow your business. So we're talking about, again, very foundational, basic things like messaging and not just, you know, knowing how to talk about what you do, but knowing how to talk about what you do in a way that meets your people where they're at. That's like one of the biggest things we bump up against, especially we work with so many clients who are coaches and they're like, well, I do all this amazing transformational work. Okay. That actually doesn't mean anything to the person you're trying to talk to there somewhere else. So really understanding that front facing messaging that you use to bring people in. You want to have a really good understanding of your customer decision journey. Now that could mean like the traditional type of funnel, or it could be more like, well, I know that people tend to follow me on Instagram. They'll watch a couple of, you know, Instagram lives and then they'll end up on my email list and then they may end up booking a call. So just like having some sense of what that looks like. And then again, obvious having an offer or a product that people actually want at a price point that you have validated being able to sell it at. Like these things may seem obvious, but you know, people come to us without lots of these things and say, great, I'm ready to turn on Facebook ads. And yet so much about their business hasn't been validated. So it's less about here's a list of things to make sure you have handled first and more about have this contextual shift of Facebook, just like every other marketing channel, is just a marketing channel. It is just an amazing vehicle to spend a little bit of money instead of doing all of the hustle, hustle, hustle work to get in front of people. But at the end of the day, what you're putting in front of them still has to be of value. It still has to be the right thing that brings people into your world and moves them forward to the next step. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's so important because a lot of times people do start their business, you know, from the bottom and, and work on so many different facets themselves. There may be, you know, a one woman show for a while. And so sometimes figuring out what actually works, validating your product, looking at where your customers are coming from, it can fall by the wayside because you're doing so many things. So we always say that within our programs, like let's really figure out what's actually working and where your people are coming from so that we can do more of it. And like you said, actually make sure that people want the thing that you're selling. Right, of course. And I love what you said about like doing more of it, because that to me is what we're doing with paid marketing. We're saying, hey, you've already figured out how to attract people, you know, to talk to them, you have something that they want. Let's just do more of it. But instead of the more being go in more Facebook groups, do more lives, like do more effort, the more is we're just we're doing money now, we're putting money in instead of, you know, time and effort to get that thing out to more people. 
Yeah. And that segues really well into one of the other things I wanted to ask you about. So I know that you're big on simplifying and not, you know, um, burning yourself out at business owner as business owners. And as you say, glorifying the grind. So can you talk a little bit about that and that perspective? Yeah. You know, I, um, I, it's interesting. I've started using the word lazy a lot. And I obviously feel like that has certain connotations. And I don't mean lazy in that, like, obviously, I do work hard. I mean, lazy in that, like, I like to look for the easy way to do things. I really like that's kind of the the guiding light, so to speak, of how I run my business. Like what would feel really good? What would be the easiest way to have this happen? So for example, you know, is it right 35 emails or is it spend $3,500 on ads? I'm going to spend the money on the ads. To me, that's the easy, lazy way to do it. Um, I don't like hustle. I don't, I don't see the, the need for it. So, so I really do use a little bit of lazy and easy as just the, the guide for making decisions in my business. And I don't do anything that I don't like to do. Um, I, I just, it, literally entrepreneurship is this ability to like completely design your life from the ground up. And yet we still end up like backing ourselves into this corner of doing all of these things that like don't feel good and are stressful and hard and and all of the grind, you know? Totally. Now I'm going to challenge you a little bit in the very (laughs) beginning. Did you have that mindset? Um, I had that mindset, but the execution looked totally different, right? Like I, I still had to be scrappy. Um, so I was, yes, looking to do things in an easy way. I was still making decisions about how I marketed myself, for example, based on what felt really good to me and what was a you know quicker path to getting more leads and more sales in the door. But I also had more of that scrappiness, whatever it takes to kind of, you know, marry it, which I think is what got me to my first six figure year right off the bat. And then once I was, you know, above six figures and able to start hiring, I got a chance to slowly retire a little bit of the scrappy and lean a little bit more into like that full lifestyle design. What do I want this to look like? What do I want to spend my time doing? Awesome. So you clearly got the memo much earlier than I did because <laughs> I, def- <laughs> I definitely waited far too long to hire and was stuck in like five years of scrappy and hustle and working weekends and all the, th- all the things that I didn't necessarily need to be doing. But, you know, I do think that I, I just want to be honest with people about what it takes to get something off the ground. And yeah. yes, it's important to hire as quick as possible, but not everyone has the investment to be able to do that. And so oftentimes it is, you know, little by little, and you're doing things that you don't want to do forever. And I even had a conversation with one of our clients about this. She's like, you know, maybe I'm just not meant to be a coach because I don't want to run the funnels. I don't want to do the ads. I don't want to do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's absolutely not what's going on here. Maybe you're doing that for the time being, but this is just phase one. And so get clear about what you want to hire out first and make a plan so that you know, as soon as you reach that certain financial milestone, or maybe there's even a way to do it sooner, you're like, okay, great. I'm no longer doing this because I want to focus just on coaching. I want to focus just on fulfillment or whatever it is. And you feel like there is going to be a way out at some point. It's not something you're going to be doing forever. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And then, you know, just another thought too on the 
um, you know, doing things in a simple way that I think can apply to somebody that's newer in business. I find that a lot of people, when they're first starting, they get very caught up in the, I need a logo, I need a website, I need a funnel, I need this and this and this and this. And, and actually, you can simplify and potentially, at least, you know, in my experience, this is what I was able to do, really just focus on like the one or two things that had the most direct connection to immediate revenue. Because when my eye was on what's the fastest path to more revenue, that allowed me to see, oh, well, if I do these couple of things for a few months, quickest path to revenue, then I have the ability to hire and then, you know, being able to grow so on and so forth versus focusing on all of these things that maybe I needed or would like to have, but weren't actually required to getting the next couple of clients that would then enable me to hire and so on and so forth. I love that. Yeah. I always say, ask yourself, what is the fastest, easiest, and most joyful path to the result that you want? Love it. So tell us a little bit more. How did you actually get those first clients? What worked for you? Yeah. You know, it was very word of mouth. Um, in, in the beginning. And in fact, really word of mouth and referrals carried me through the first couple of years of, of my business. Um, you know, this may not be as revolutionary now because there are so many agencies that are just Facebook ads and people that are just Facebook ad specialists. But, um, in 2014, when I first started my company, that was a little bit new. There wasn't like, thousands of people like there are today that are Facebook ad specialists. So everybody else was doing social media marketing. And I like people just started calling me the Facebook ads girl. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Great. I'll take it. And so it just kind of became um, this very easy thing for word of mouth where anybody that knew me could be anywhere in the world. And if someone said Facebook ads, they said Jennifer. And so it did that happened very organically in that way where I just started getting you know, these leads through through referrals and, and word of mouth. And and it really just, it just kind of grew from there. I mean, I didn't really have any like formal lead gen or marketing or anything put in place until year two or three. Totally. Yeah. I remember that's when I started my business as well. And ads were like, you know, so cheap under a dollar. I yeah. wish I would have spent way more at that time. <laughs> and there, yes. there were very few people who I knew who could actually help with that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it wasn't something that people were were specializing in, and so I do feel that that specialization um, really early on was uh, very helpful for for word of mouth because there wasn't confusion around what I did, and it was very obvious to people when they should refer people to me. Amazing. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your company at this point in time? Obviously, the time that we're recording this, it's early 2021. So, you've been going strong for a while. So, yeah. who do you love working with? Is the service still the same? Tell us a little bit more. I mean, the service has gotten so insanely upgraded, in particular over the last year or two. Um, it, you know, even though I did hire as soon as I could. I was still in the driver's seat in a lot of ways with clients and, um, you know, very still hands on with what was happening day to day. It's really only been in the last two years that we've truly stepped into the agency model where I have a full team of amazing women that executes. Um, and so we are, um, as of this day, we are a team of 11. Again, we are an all-female team and always will be. Um, we work with primarily female entrepreneurs who are ideally already at, at minimum, the 250K mark annually. Again, that tends to be a really good number of if you're selling 250K a year, something's working, something's validated. You're in a great position to have us 
really take things to the next level for you. We do work with a lot of coaches and course creators as well as e-commerce. So we have, we don't really pick um, one or the other. We really like being able to work with a wide variety of businesses across those different industries and the service we provide, you know, high level, high touch, end to end solution. We really come in and become strategic partners with our clients. Again, Facebook ads and Instagram ads are, you know, the bulk of the implementation that we do, but the whole team is trained to have that vision and context in mind of putting more money into the hands of more women. And so in order to do that, we can't just do ads in a silo. Ads by themselves don't do anything. We really need to create that high touch experience where we can be your, you know, lead strategists on everything happening in your online business so that we can say, we're contributing to you making more money. And then through that, being able to you know change the world and whatever that looks like for you. Amazing. I love that holistic approach where you're looking at the big picture and not just one piece of the ads, because you're right. It's like, you know, we have these ecosystems essentially, and, and there's yeah. so many different components and facets. And if you just have your eyes on one part of it, that's doing it a disservice. Absolutely. It, it's just, it, again, I mean, that's another one of those things I hear all the time when people are like, Facebook ads didn't work. And it's like, well, your ads may have been amazing, but they're not designed to do everything. They're just designed to bring people in. And so we have to look at things holistically in order to be able to do what we say we're here to do. Amazing. So tell us what's in store for your company for this year. Um, so we have a pretty tremendous goals. We are also completely rebranding. So probably by the time this comes out, <laughs> we will, we will have, you know, a, a new brand and um, a new, a new company name, which is uh, very exciting, but we are um, looking at and projecting to three X our revenue in 2021. Um, 2020 was our first seven figure year and I am not planning on stopping. Thank you for sharing that. Super exciting. So one of the things that we love asking all of our guests here at the I Heart My Life show is what is one way that our listeners can create a life that's better than their dreams? Such a good question. Um, I would say consistently reminding yourself that there are, in fact, no rules. Um, there's this quote, oh no, now I'm on the spot. I'm probably gonna get it wrong. Let's see if I can get it right. Uh, the, <laughs> light, <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel is not an illusion. The tunnel is mm. so just like, again, I think for me, I have these moments frequently, right? It's not like, cause I'm at this level, it doesn't happen. But these moments of like, I can't do this, or I couldn't possibly do this, or, you know, me even like trying to manifest what I want is through like this tunnel or inside of this box. And it's like, wait, what if we just took the box off? And then all of a sudden, like the expansiveness of what's possible, you know, increases tenfold. And, and that is a magical place with which to design your life from. Oh, I'm obsessed with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And where can people find you, Jennifer? Uh, over at my website, www.jenniferspivak.com. And I am most often, perhaps obviously, hanging out on Facebook. So I'm Jennifer Spivak <laughs> over there as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your contribution to this entrepreneurial space as well as to the lives of so many women. I'm really obsessed with your mission and what you're mm -hmm. all about. So thank you so much for stepping out of your comfort zone and doing this incredible work in the world. 
I hope you loved today's episode. One of the things I want to point out is that you don't have to make any of your business scaling decisions on your own. We are here to support you. At I Heart My Life, if you go to iheartmylifebooking.com, you can book a clarity call with one of our coaches to see what of our which of our programs might be the right fit for you. Then we can support you in making all of your decisions, when to run Facebook ads, what sort of strategy to implement, how to hire, how to move things forward, how to make more money. All of that support is available for you at iheartmylifebooking.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the I Heart My Life show. I'll look forward to talking to you very soon on the next episode. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.